chapter seventeen of trial and triumph by francis c w harper this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter seventeen papa said laura lisette all the girls have had graduating parties except annette and myself would it not be nice for me to have a party and lots of fun and then my birthday comes next week now wouldn't it be just the thing for me to have a party it might be darling for you but how would it be for me who would have to foot the bill well papa could you not just give me a cheque like you do mamma sometimes but mamma knows how to use it but papa don't i know how also i have my doubts on that score but let me refer you to your mother she is queen of this realm and in household matters i as a loyal subject abide by her decisions well i guess mamma is all right on this subject mrs lisette was perfectly willing to gratify her daughter and it was decided to have an entertainment on laura's birthday the evening of mrs lisette's entertainment came bringing with it into her pleasant parlours a bright and merry throng of young people it was more than a mere pleasure party it was here that rising talent was encouraged no matter how humble the garb of the possessor and mrs lisette was a model hostess who would have thought her entertainment a failure had any one gone from it smarting under a sense of social neglect shy and easily embarrassed annette who was very seldom invited anywhere found herself almost alone in that gay and chattering throng annette was seated next to several girls who laughed and chatted incessantly with each other without deigning to notice her mrs lisette entering the room with mr luzerne whom she presented to the company and noticing the loneliness and social isolation of annette gave him a seat beside her and was greatly gratified that she had found the means to relieve the tedium of annette's position mrs lisette had known him as a light-hearted boy full of generous impulses with laughing eyes and a buoyant step but he had been absent a number of years and had developed into a handsome man with a magnificent physique elegant in his attire polished in his manners and brilliant in conversation just such a man as is desirable as a companion and valuable as a friend staunch honourable and true and it was rumoured that he was quite wealthy he was generally cheerful but it seemed at times as if some sad memories came over him dashing all the sunshine from his face and leaving in its stead a sadness which it was touching to behold some mystery seemed to surround his life but being reticent in reference to his past history there was a dignity in his manner which repelled all intrusion into the secrecy over which he chose to cast a veil annette was not beautiful but her face was full of expression and her manner winsome at times lacking social influence and social adaptation she had been ignored in society her faults of temper made prominent her most promising traits of character left unnoticed but this treatment was not without some benefit to annette it threw her more entirely on her own resources 
at first she read when she had leisure to beguile her lonely hours and fortunately for her she was directed in her reading by mrs Lassette, who gave and lent her books which appealed to all that was highest and best in her nature and kindled within her a lofty enthusiasm to make her life a blessing to the world with such an earnest purpose she was not prepared to be a social favourite in any society whose chief amusement was gossip and whose keenest weapon was ridicule mr luzerne had gone to mrs Lassette's with the hope of meeting some of the best talent in a p and had come to the conclusion that there was more brilliancy than depth in the intellectual life with which he came in contact he felt that it lacked earnestness purpose and grand enthusiasms and he was astonished to see the social isolation of annette whose society had interested and delighted him and after parting with her he found his mind constantly reverting to her and felt grateful to mrs Lisette for affording him a rare and charming pleasure annette sat alone in her humble room with a new light in her eyes and a sense of deep enjoyment flooding her soul never before had she met with such an interesting and congenial gentleman he seemed to understand as scarcely as any one else had done or cared to do in the eyes of other guests she had been treated as if too insignificant for notice but he had loosened her lips and awakened within her a dawning sense of her own ability which others had chilled and depressed he had fingered the keys of her soul and they had vibrated in music to his touch do not smile gentle reader and say that she was very easily impressed it may be that you have never known what it is to be hungry not for bread but for human sympathy to live with those who were never interested in your joys nor sympathized in your sorrows to whom your coming gave no joy and your absence no pain since annette had lost her grandmother she had lived in an atmosphere of coldness and repression and was growing prematurely cold her heart was like a sealed fountain beneath whose covering the bright waters dashed and leaped in imprisoned boundary oh blessed power of human love to lighten human suffering well may we thank the giver of every good and perfect gift for the love which gladdens hearts brightens homes and sets the solitary in the midst of families mr luzerne frequently saw annette at the house of mrs Lisette and occasionally called at her uncle's but there was an air of restraint in the social atmosphere which repressed and chilled him in that home he missed the cordial freedom and genial companionship which he always found at mrs Lisette's. but annette's apparent loneliness and social isolation awakened his sympathy and her bright intelligence and good character commanded his admiration and respect which developed within him a deep interest for the lovely girl he often spoke admiringly of her and never met her at church or among her friends that he did not gladly avail himself of the opportunity of accompanying her home madam rumour soon got tidings of mr luzerne's attentions to annette and in a shout the tongues of the gossips of a p began to wag mrs larkins who had fallen heir to some money moved out of tennis court and often gave pleasant little teas to her young friends and as a well-spread table was quite a social attraction in a p her gatherings were always well attended after rumour had caught the news of mr luzerne's interest in annette mrs larkins had a social at her house to which she invited him 
and a number of her young friends but took pains to leave annette out in the cold mr luzerne on hearing that annette was slighted refused to attend at the supper-table annette's prospects were freely discussed i expected that mr luzerne would have been here this evening but he sent an apology in which he declined to come did you invite annette said miss croker no i did not i got enough of her when i lived next door to her well that accounts for mr luzerne's absence they remind me of the siamese twins if you see one you see the other how did she get in with him she met him at mrs lisette's party and he seemed so taken up with her that for a while he had neither eyes nor ears for any one else that girl as quiet as she looks is just as deep as the sea it is not that she's so deep but we are so shallow miss booker and miss croker were sitting near annette and not noticing her and we girls were having a good time in the corner to ourselves and annette was looking so lonely and embarrassed i think mr luzerne just took pity on her and took especial pains to entertain her i just think we stepped our feet into it by slighting annette and of course as soon as we saw him paying attention to her we wouldn't change and begin to make much of her i don't know what he sees in annette with her big nose and plain face my father said laura lisette says that annette is a credit to her race and my mother is just delighted because mr luzerne is attracted to her but girls had we not better be careful how we talk about her people might say that we are jealous of her and we know that we are taught that jealousy is as cruel as the grave we don't see anything to be jealous about her she is neither pretty nor stylish but my mother says she is a remarkable girl persisted laura your mother said mrs larkins always had funny notions about annette and saw in her what nobody else did well for my part i hope it will be a match it is easy enough for you to say so laura you think it is a sure thing between you and charlie cooper but don't be too sure there's many a slip between the cup and the lip there was a flush on laura's cheek as she replied if there are a thousand slips between the cup and the lip and charlie and i should never marry let me tell you that i would almost as soon court another's husband as a girl's affianced lover i can better afford to be an old maid than to do a dishonourable thing well laura you are a chip off the old block just like your mother always ready to take annette's part i think mrs larkins it is the finest compliment you can pay me to tell me that i am like my dear mother End of chapter 17